Good evening. I hope you're all doing well. We are continuing our study on emotions. And as we saw last week, uh, we looked at how emotions are important, what they are, why God gave them to us, why they can be a blessing if we respond to them in healthy ways and in godly ways, but they can also be a trap or a snare to us if we allow them to control our life. And so one of the things that I really hope that we'll remember, uh, that we're going to try to drive home uh, each uh, particular uh, part of this series, is that what we're feeling isn't nearly as important as what we do in response to what we're feeling. It's okay to feel angry at times. In fact, Jesus felt angry at times. Um, but we need to uh, assess how are we responding to the anger that we feel. Uh, it's okay to feel sad or to experience grief um, or even at times to be so discouraged that it feels like depression. But um, it, what really matters is what do we do in the midst of those emotions. And so we need to uh, get deep into God's word, see what he says about these emotions, why they're a, a good thing, why he gave them to us and how we need to respond uh, to these particular seasons of life that, that we encounter. And so what we're going to be focusing on uh, this evening, and again, each part of this series, we're going to be looking at uh, individual emotions and, and diving deep into them. And tonight, what we're going to be looking at is we're going to be focusing on happiness. We're going to be focusing on what happiness is. Uh, we're going to try to assess what God's Word says about it and how we do need to respond uh, to this particular emotion. Um, now, one definition of happiness is the state of well-being or contentment. This is a pleasurable emotion that everyone seeks in various ways. In fact, there are lots of theories regarding what will bring about happiness in your life. Uh, we'll get to some of those in just a little bit, but you probably already are familiar with how the world tells us to pursue happiness. They tell us to look for happiness in uh, money and look for happiness and success with your job, look for happiness and experiences of life, go and experience all the fullness of life and things like that. And I'm not saying that any of those things are bad in and of themselves. Money is not bad in and of itself. You know, a lot of people say that um, the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. That's not That's not what that passage says. It says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And so, um, you know, money is not bad in and of itself. Success in your job, you should strive to be a successful in your, in your career. That, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, experiencing life, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but when those things become the basis or the foundation for your happiness, there is a problem there. And so there are all these different theories uh, throughout uh, the world that, of what brings happiness. So we're going to, again, dive deep into what's behind some of those assumptions. Uh, but I just want to be really clear at the outset of our discussion for tonight uh, that I'm approaching this subject with the assumption that our Creator knows the best path to happiness. Since He's the one who created us, He's the one who made us and, and gave us these emotions and gave us these drives and desires, then we need to look into His Word, look into Scripture and what He says about happiness to know what is the true path. Uh, to ultimate and, and lasting happiness, not this temporary uh, stuff that the world try to, tries to uh, distract us with and peddle uh, to us. And so in our time tonight, we're going to be looking uh, at a, a couple of questions and, and as it relates to happiness. Now, the first question that we're going to look at is what is the difference between happiness and joy? What's the different, difference between happiness 
enjoy. Now, in my time uh, in the church and in, in the Christian faith, I've heard a lot of pastors and a lot of teachers try to make a distinction between happiness, uh, which is seen oftentimes uh, as shallow, uh, temporary, or um, uh, having desiring the things of this world is a lot of times um, what we think of in Christian circles as happiness. And we see joy as being something that is deeper, longer lasting, and ultimately found in God. Now, while there is a lot of truth to those distinctions, I do think it's important to note that there are, are several words in the Hebrew Old Testament as well as in the Greek New Testament that we translate as happy, uh, joy, rejoicing, blessed, all those words that we tend to associate with happiness, uh, there are several words, both in Hebrew and in Greek, uh, that we translate into those words of happiness. Now, the important thing to note is that the Bible uses all of these words interchangeably between those who are godly and those who are ungodly. So, in other words, what this means is that there are many similarities between happiness of the world and happiness of those who are godly. That means that there are times when the happiness of the of those who are lost and the happiness of those who are saved still look very much alike. So what are the differences between happiness and joy? Because there is a difference between the joy of the world and the joy of those who are found in Christ. There is a difference between the happiness of those who per pursue things in this life as opposed to those who pursue happiness in Christ and, and, and in their faith. And so um, all the differences between the happiness of the world and the happiness of the godly revolve around uh, their, what their happiness is based on. If you really look at what makes the happiness of the world different from the happiness of those who are in Christ, you need to look at what they are founded on. Now, those who live, this, uh, live for this life and base their happiness on things in this life, um, then we need to understand since this life is temporary, then that happiness is temporary. Since this life is temporary, that means that those who seek happiness in this life, um, they'll gain it, they'll lose it, and then they have to go search for it again. It's this constant uh, ebb and flow of they find something that they think will bring them happiness. They chase after that thing in this life uh, that they think will bring them happiness. Those who are lucky enough to actually get it uh, will find a moment, uh, a moment of happiness, but then they're left with emptiness on the other side of it. And then they look for something else that they think will bring them happiness. It's, it's this constant uh, chase. It's uh, much like uh, if y'all remember the old cartoons of uh, Wiley the Coyote and the Roadrunner, where he's constantly, he thinks uh, his contentment, his happiness will be in catching that Roadrunner. So he's chasing, he's thinking of schemes of how he can get this thing that his heart desires. Um, and it seems always just outside his grasp. And that's much like the people of this world who don't know Christ. They're constantly ch chasing after happiness and they're only left with emptiness uh, as a result. Now, this can be seen most clearly in a passage, passage of Scripture found in Job chapter 20, uh, verse 5. It says this, The joy of the wicked has been brief, and the happiness of the godless has lasted only a moment. Now, here we see the happiness of this world is very brief, it's very temporary, because 
everything in this life is fading away. It's it's it will not last forever. This world is perishing, and so if we seek our happiness in this world, it will only satisfy you for a brief moment, and then it's gone. It's much like uh, King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. And you look in the book of Ecclesiastes, he said he chased after all manner of pleasure. He chased after education and knowledge. He chased after uh, pleasure with multiple wives and concubines. He chased after accomplishments in his job with building uh, large cathedrals and buildings and all these sort of things and making a name for himself. He chased after everything. If you could chase after it, uh, Solomon did it. And then he said at the end of it, it's all vanity. He said it's, it's like vapor. If you've ever... Um, uh, been out on a cold evening and you breathe and you see the vapor come out of uh, your mouth. It's there for a moment. You can see it, but it's just a, a figment. If you try to reach and grab it, you'll never be able to grab hold of it. It slips through your fingers. And he says, that's what it's like to chase after the happiness of this world. Now, this is contrasted with uh, the godly uh, people who chase after Christ and chase after the things of God. They base their happiness on the relationship with God. Now, this type of happiness uh, is what's often spoken of, uh, spoken of in Scripture. This is what, whenever you look through Scripture, it talks about joy. It talks about being blessed. It talks about happiness. Nine times out of ten, it's talking about this kind of godly happiness because that's the happiness that God wants us to focus on. He spends most of it, uh, his uh, uh, word talking about this kind of happiness. So there are lots of examples of what this looks like. Um, and, and so I want to just hit on something that Jesus teaches on when he talks about this kind of happiness. And we read about it in Matthew 6, verse 33. He says this, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now, a couple things we need to note there. When he says, seek uh, first the kingdom of God, that's God's will, his reign, his authority on earth and in your life. Uh, what it means to obey God and walk with him. Uh, talking about his righteousness, his righteousness is basically a right standing or a right relationship with God. So what Jesus is teaching here is if you pursue um, your relationship with God, instead of your own happiness and uh, your own pleasure and things that make you feel good, if you seek God first and strengthening your relationship with him, then in God will find our happiness. And everything else that we've been looking for, he says, when you put God first and when you put his righteousness, your relationship with God first, if those are your chief priorities in life, if you chase after those, then he says, then all this other stuff will be added to you. All right. So I just want to pause here for a second and really make sure that we're grasping the significance of what's being said here. If we chase after happiness and pleasure, we'll never really find it. You can run for it and chase after it and scheme and plan and do all spend your whole life trying to pursue uh, happiness and pleasure. But if that's your chief goal, you're never going to get to it. But if we chase after God, we'll not only find him, but we'll find all the happiness and pleasure we've been longing for. That's something that people desperately need to hear. Now, let me just again, drive this home in a, in a very practical way. There are people, I don't care if you're uh, um, six years old or if you're 60 years old, I don't care where you are in life, we all want uh, happiness, pleasure, peace, contentment. That, those are things that we want. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, God created us to, to want those type of things. Those are good things. But when we make those things 
idols, when we seek those above and beyond God, that is a problem. And listen, I look around at the world, and, and this isn't just things out in the world. I, I know that this is in my heart, and it's in your heart as well. But I see people who are convinced that they can buy their happiness. They can uh, chase after and earn their happiness. Listen, happiness is not something that you can buy. If you could buy it, you would have already have it. You would already have it right now. If it's something that you could achieve, you would already have it by now. Okay, happiness is not something you buy. It's not something you achieve. Happiness is something that you find in Christ alone. He is the source of all goodness, all peace, all happiness, all pleasure. And when we when we understand that, we find that in Him. Then all the other pieces to the puzzle fall into place. There seems to be this notion that following God is a chore that robs you of all the pleasure of life. That uh, you can't you know when you follow Christ, you can't get drunk, you can't sleep around, you can't cuss, you can't do all the things that the world tells you is fun and brings pleasure and happiness into your life. Listen. You um you need to understand that just because uh, God has has things that He uh, doesn't want you to do doesn't mean that those things are fun. He's trying to keep you from the things that are fun. You know that was the original lie that the enemy uh, sold uh, to humanity when He spoke to Adam and Eve and He said, "Listen, God told you not to eat of that. Listen, that's because if you eat that, then uh, you'll be just like God. He's keeping something good from you. Listen." God never keeps anything good from us. He loved us enough to give us everything that is good and blessed and wonderful in this life. He, If he tells us not to uh, do something, it's only because those things are going to hurt us. He loved us enough to sacrifice his one and only son for us. He has held nothing back. So don't buy into the lie that God is trying to keep something from you. Okay, He's trying to give you everything if we'll just trust in him. Okay. I, you know, when I look at the Christian life, you know, I didn't always uh, find the things in the Christian life uh, uh, fun and pleasurable. You know, I didn't always think that reading my Bible was fun. Uh, I can remember as a young child, uh, my parents uh, basically making me memorize verses and and, and read my Bible. I didn't like praying. I didn't like going to church. I wanted to play outside. I wanted to have fun. But listen, as I matured, and as I grew up and understood more of who God is and, and what his plan is for my life, I love getting into God's word. I love spending time with him in prayer. I love being with my church family. I love, uh, you know, being in the center of God's will. So, you know, when you when we are at a place where uh, we are not finding pleasure in the things of God, then that's not a deficiency in God. That's just a mark of immaturity in us. And that's okay. Listen, I don't say that in a way to, to condemn anyone who, who finds himself in that place. Listen, just like we were all at one point children, okay, and the same, and at the same time, we are, we are all at some point uh, spiritual children, okay? And we need to persevere and listen to our Heavenly Father who wants us to mature and grow uh, in our knowledge of Him and, and find pleasure in, in, in growing up. And, in, uh, and being in a relationship with our Heavenly Father, that is where happiness is, okay? So listen, there is happiness that God wants to give you that transcends all of your difficulties in this life. Uh, that's not to say that you're never uh, going to face sadness or frustration or grief, but um, you will have contentment. You will have peace. You will have happiness that grounds you through life's difficulties. 
Now, how do you have that, you may ask? Well, that kind of brings us uh, to our next question. Uh, listen, to have that kind of peace, you simply do what Jesus taught in those verses that we just read. You put God first before everything else in your life. You pursue a deep relationship with him in the same way that you pursue the things of this world that offers happiness. And when you, when your relationship with God becomes your chief pursuit in life, then he promises to add everything else to you, and that includes happiness. Now, you know, uh, things that are in God's Word are true because they're in God's Word. They, they don't need any further evidence. You know, when I, I used to hear, uh, hear this phrase that God said it, I believe that that settles it. And while that sounds good, the, the way it actually should go is God said it, that settles it. Okay, and so it's in God's word, and that and that makes it true, you know, because uh, God's word is always faithful. Uh, but I find it always interesting when the world uh, finds these truths um, uh, that are already contained in God's word, but they they're searching for them and they find them in their own way, and it reinforces what we find uh, in God's word. Now, I recently read a uh, a study by Harvard University, and it was a study that was started in 1938 during the Great Depression, and has continued on to this day, making it one of the longest studies that have ever been conducted. And several hundred people were tracked throughout their life to see uh, what made people live a long and happy life. Now, some of the people ended up living truly wonderful lives, and then others ended up as alcoholics or chronically depressed. And, and so there was the whole gamut. But they looked through the people who lived a long healthy, satisfying, happy life. And they look for what are the similarities between these people. Now, the thing that surprised the researchers the most was that the, uh, the greatest predictor of a long and happy life was not money. It wasn't education. It wasn't good genetics. It wasn't uh, the best career in the world. It wasn't uh, the area that they lived in. It wasn't any of those things that the world often tells us is a good predictor of, of happiness. In the end, what they found was that it was good relationships. Being surrounded by people that you love and who love you. Now, this is what I believe that we see in Scripture, that God created us to uh, first be in a relationship with Him. Listen. Christianity is not about a religion with a list of do's and don'ts, okay? Uh, if that was the case, then we would still be back in the Old Testament with the law, okay? But that was just a temporary placeholder until Christ came so that we could enter into a relationship with him. God wants a relationship with you and with me. That's what happened. Uh, that's what was messed up back in Genesis uh, 3. And that is what God has been spending all this time trying to... Uh, uh, fix is a broken relationship with him, and that's ultimately fixed in Christ Jesus. And so what God is after in your life and in my life is a relationship. That is what's ultimately going to make us happy, that we need to love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. He also created us to love others in the way that he loved us. When our relationship with God is first in our life, and we strive to bless others who are around us, then we'll experience the unshakable happiness and peace in our life. And that's what we're all after. That's what this world is chasing after, but they're chasing after it in temporary things of this world. Instead, God has said, you find your happiness in your relationship with me. And you find your happiness in your relationship with those around you. That's what's going to last forever. Not the things that we surround ourselves with, but the people that we surround ourselves with. So I just want to encourage you uh, this evening 
And so I don't know where you find yourself. I, I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what difficulties uh, you're facing. But if you want happiness that transcends the difficulties uh, of your life, that it begins first and foremost in your relationship with Christ Jesus. If there's anyone listening uh, 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 under, in the sound of my voice uh, who has not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, listen, the most important decision of your life is to follow Christ Jesus, to enter into that relationship with him and to walk with him daily. If you have not already done that, I encourage you to do that right here, right now. Don't even wait till the end of this video. I want you to go ahead and just, in, in your own words, there's no special magical prayer, but in your own words, just call out to God. Confess that you have fallen away from Him, that you've broken your relationship with Him through your sin, and ask Him for forgiveness in Christ Jesus. It's as simple as that. And He will come into your heart and transform your life. If you've already accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to make sure that I encourage you to prioritize that relationship above and beyond everything else in this world. Cling fast to Him. Even in the midst of our chaotic times that we find ourselves in, you hold close to God. You stay in His Word. You uh, speak to Him in prayer and just pour your heart out to Him. You walk with Him daily, and that's going to give you that lasting happiness, that lasting satisfaction with life. And then secondly, I just want to encourage all of you, prioritize those relationships in your life. Spend time with your loved ones, not just uh, your immediate family, not just your, your spouse and your kids, uh, but your church family, your extended family, your neighbors and friends around you. Pour into them. Be a blessing in their life. And when you see them uh, being blessed, you'll be blessed as well. When you pour into others, then you'll reap the rewards for it, I guarantee you, okay? Now, I pray that uh, God will encourage you with tonight's uh, study and that you are encouraged to put your relationship with God and with others first in your life. I hope that you'll join us next uh, sun, uh, Sunday as we explore what God says about anger. This is a very um, uh, important topic. Many people struggle with anger. This is something that has torn apart families and torn apart relationships. And uh, I, I just want to encourage you to uh, join us next week as we dive deep into what anger is and how anger is a good thing, but can, uh, like a fire, blaze out of control and wreak havoc in our lives. Uh, but until then, I'm going to be praying for each and every one of you. I pray that you will just uh, be uh, founded on the uh, your relationship with Christ and experience all the happiness He wants to give you. And I pray that God will bless you in this upcoming week and that you will stay safe. So until then, God bless. Take care.